Hi, gay. It's The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media, brought to you now every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Thursday, June 15th, and I am Paris Nicholson, at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Berry, at M. Judson Berry on socials. And now, let's get into these headlines. Today, besties, we have a very special Pride Month episode. We're getting into the gaze of today, tomorrow, and yesteryear with a surprise guest. Then, I'm looking for the word inappropriate. Maybe I can find it in this corporate and now viral Pride word search. And finally, as our good friend Bash of the Historical Homos podcast would say, history is gay as fuck. But how gay? We play our new game, Gaze of Yore, to see which historical icons were a little... Oh, <laughs> I like that that's the sound of a wrist flick. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. We'll get right back to our timelines after this brief message from our sponsors. <gasps> I'm Paris. <gasps> and I'm Michael. And this is The Social Dose. Let's get into these headlines, shall we, Michaela? Let's do it, Paris. Okay, besties. Now, normally we would wait a little bit before we introduced our guest correspondent, but today we want this person's expertise, humor, and razor-sharp wit as soon as possible. And also, I'm like so incredibly lazy, and I'm not sitting on a crock-pot box today. Crock-pot box. I'm actually sitting on a couch, and I'm really comfy, so I'm in full just chill mode. So let's just bring him in. Shall we? Yes, we are feeling rather lazy today. So with that being said, straight or gay from the Historical Homos podcast is our Bestie, host, and historian, Bash. Bash, welcome to The Social Dose. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I <laughs> am really so conf- happy to be here. I'm really confused that you're introducing me as straight or gay since I came on wrist flicking the fuck out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, like straight off the pod. Oh, God, you said so much. Oh but you God. didn't straight off, off of pod. anything. You gayed off of everything. Thank you for that clarification. We gay bashed you with the intro. You came gay on over here. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for having me. Um, For for your listeners, I am Bash, uh, just like Cher or Madonna. I'm going full mononym. Hot. Uh, I am a sassy, slutty little historian. Um, I have a... In an Instagram called Historical Homos, which is the no fucks given guide to queer history, something that deeply needs to exist in the world, obviously. And we just launched our podcast on Friday. So a lot going on this week. Um, and thank you so much for having me. Of course. I listened to the first episode and I'm already obsessed. Because oh I'm bitch. a huge history nerd, like huge history nerd. And I love that for people, please go listen to it. But you kicked off with Greek mythology, which oh, yeah. as a kid, I was obsessed with. I had so many books on this. I think like, all gays were. You Athena and every was other my homo. first like gay yeah. icon where I was like, Absolutely. I'm obsessed with her. So... I I loved every second of that episode. Thank you so, so much for creating the show. Thank you. That means a lot. Also, Aphrodite, like being born out of the sea, you know, there's just something very queer about that. Kind. Surfing pure kind. How could you not say kind? Anyway, we 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 can keep gushing for days, but we should probably get on with this show. Um, we have you, to talk shit. Yes, Paris, lead us into the next the next segment. Bash, you sent a post to our team that I had seen rumblings and whispers of in my periphery online, but did not fully dive into until it was brought to my attention by you. Again, another public service. Um, it is about the quote unquote fastest girl in Connecticut, Ms. Chelsea Mitchell who is trying to sue the state of Connecticut for allowing her to race against trans athletes who 
She's saying she lost two, which, while technically that is true, she also lost to a bunch of non-trans athletes, uh, and more so than even the trans ones that she did lose to. So it's kind of like, what are we doing here, Denise? Besides <laughs> just causing chaos and sowing hate. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, I found this because it was posted on, I his name is like Matt XIV, Matt 14. He, he is could it Matt be- Wallace? Oh, yeah. Okay. Matt Wallace. Um, I don't know his full name. Could be his name. We don't care. The point is, he posts a million <laughs> things all the time. It's a, a lot of it is very like woke, 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 you know, and um, it's it's enough to, you know, make you want to switch your hinge profile to say moderate, moderate instead of liberal. Oh. But he sometimes does really good research on stuff and like actually delivers. And this is a perfect example of it. And I just thought we should talk about this because it's like, I'm so sick of hearing about trans people in sports. Like it is just yeah. like, such a non-issue yeah. to me. Um, you know, let them compete. Let them do it. Like, mm. we were just saying, if you run in a marathon, like, boys and girls run together. You know, like, I don't, I yeah. really don't understand why if you're doing a race, if you're playing basketball, the teams aren't co-ed yet. Like, women and twinks, just like on a sinking ship, should go oh. together. Um, Cute. That, that would be fun. <laughs> women and twinks into the lifeboats first. Okay, I have to cite my sources there because I did steal that joke from a comedian named Gara. Um, here uh-huh. in New York City, and she's so fucking funny, so go follow her on Instagram. But uh-huh. um, I think, like, do you know what I mean? I, it's such yeah. a, it's such an avoidable it's like, issue. These are sports we're talking about. This isn't anything real. None of this is even real. Oh it's like, God. let's pretend and play a game. We're going to play a game, but I'm mad that you're playing the game with me because uh-huh. I'm not that good at the game, but I'm also not that good at the game compared to anybody, let alone one specific demographic of people. Well, I can see some people who, like, one of the arguments that this the fastest girl in Connecticut made was that if if she is losing consistently, then uh, any hope of a college scholarship could be compromised, right? <laughs> and right. I do get for a lot of kids, like, sports are that bridge to higher education that they might normally be able to have. So I get that... Some kids are like, this could alter that, but it didn't for her. She still got a scholarship and went to a great school. Right. And you know who didn't get the scholarship? The trans competitors that she lost to a few times. The trans kids did not get the scholarship. So this is a bogus argument is what we're learning. Like, yeah, something here is hokey. Something here is bullshit. I think it's a smokescreen to just spread more hate and distract from the real issues. It is, which is which is what the trans issue always is in like mm-hmm. modern discourse. It's just like let's all get upset about this instead of focusing on you know the planet yeah. being on fire. I mean, you were in New York last week, I assume, Michael, and saw yeah. the smoke, the sky. I mean, apocalypse now, apocalypse, apocalypse here. now. Yeah, it's happening. Like she's yes. here today. So the fact that we're <laughs> the fact that we're still talking about this is like maybe not a great example. That said. She did give herself this moniker of fastest girl in Connecticut, which I just <laughs> like that is the saddest tagline I've ever heard. You uh-huh. need queer pe- you need the LGBTQ community to help you with your branding. That's true. Like, I looked it up. Yeah. There are 3 million people in Connecticut and I'm going to venture that 90% of them are over the age of 70. So you're the fastest girl <laughs> in Connecticut? Like who gives yeah. a shit? I'm yeah. the fastest girl in Boca. Also, you're not even the fastest girl in your own race. Like, these are, like, multiple races that this girl lost. Like, there's one I'm looking at in front of me where she came in eighth. And, like, the the seven competitors ahead of her, uh, five of them were cis and two were trans. It's like, you're not even the fastest girl there. Like, what? Although, I love this idea of just branding yourself and running it, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, in some ways, work, bitch. 
She's just working for the wrong side. <laughs> She's off to a strong start. I would just make one quick amend to the fastest girl in Kinetic Cunt. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. That would have been fun. Work with there me. we go. Work with me here. <laughs> we'll get right back into our trending news after this quick break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Now, besties, we may pretend to be social scientists here at The Social Dose, but what we will not claim to be are historians. So instead of Michael and I getting into how gay history truly was, we're going to let Bash retell a tale of olden gays. Yes, thank you. I'm very excited. This figure is actually not an olden gay. This figure is transgender, or I believe they were transgender, um, in keeping with our theme this episode. So I'll take you back to a time, a place where bathing and showers were not in. Kings were comparing themselves to the sun, and everyone was skinny because there was no food. So, yes, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, let's head to France in the 1700s. Ooh la la. This is the unbelievably wild and weird story of the Chevalier Deon. And yes, you will be hearing my most obnoxious French accent throughout. Um, I do, in fact, speak French. Ooh. The Chevalier, très chic, très très chic. The Chevalier Deon was born Charles, right, into sort of like piss poor nobility. So like, yay, we're happy that you're noble, but you actually have to like work for your keep, which is mm. not chic. And they eventually became a spy for the king, a soldier, a diplomat, Ooh. and just like an all around sleuth and swindler in 18th century Ooh. France at Paris and London, which is like one of the coolest places you can be in the 18th century. Um, so they they began, you know, assigned male at birth, self-identifying as a man, and then moved to Paris, whipped out Grinder, and started getting on Grinder to network, which is what everyone uses the app for. And they eventually get into King Louis XV's secret service. So oh there's God. there's no like CIA, you know, it's like the king just has his private little group of spies, but this is like the best group of spies that you want to be. The and elite. Yeah, exactly. And they eventually infiltrate um, the Russian court because they're doing all this fancy shit to fuck up the British. And they infiltrate it supposedly as a French noblewoman because Deon apparently had this real knack for impersonation, um, Uh. for acting basically, and a naturally high-pitched voice, which doesn't Uh. hurt. Uh. Uh, Yes, very much that sound. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in reality, they probably went over as a man. Like, this is the thing about Dayon. They told so many stories about their life because of the way that they had to transition their gender. Because there's no concept of, like, transgender back in this time, yeah. right? This is pre-all of that. Um, but anyway, after they have, like, a really successful time in Russia, they go off, they become a soldier. They get the equivalent of, like, a Purple Heart um, in, in the French army at the time. And then they go over to London. They're ambassador to London. Fabulous job. And... 
and eventually get in trouble because they are selling state secrets. Um, Ooh, and that's such a queer thing to do. Uh, exactly. Oh, I was just going to say. Betray like, your country. Black, <laughs> Don't say that. Male. Trump just got indicted for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. our, our sister, Donald Ooh. Trump. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get in trouble because they also the king has also asked Dayon to like spy on the British to plan this little revenge invasion of Britain. Um, so they have all this dirt on the king. I mean, Hunty is basically blackmailing the king for years, uh, for like 15 years, just living a life, really fancy apartment in central London, buying books, which were each like $100 a copy, um, running around, you know, with (laughs) Paris is like, okay, it's not how I would spend it. Paris Um, is like, you lost me there. I was with you until the buying of books. (laughs) Trust me, in the 18th century, that would be a big deal. Yeah, (laughs) queer trans spy story with period costumes got me. Buy a book, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank God I'm translating this from the book I read about him into something. Yeah, who can read when you're wearing a corset? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. So eventually, um, Dayon, at the age of 49, or a little bit before actually, decides that they are going to transition their gender. Um, Oh, fully. Yeah, and like, because rumors start to circulate, and we think that Dayon actually started the rumors themselves, rumors start to circulate that Dayon is a woman in London. And there are like bets on the London Stock Exchange about her being a woman, about her (gasps) anatomy, like all this very invasive stuff. Documented? Yeah, yeah. This is like documented in people's memoirs. Unpacking a trans person's gender in the stock exchange. What God's name? <laughs> I mean, 18th century, you know, they, they didn't have a lot of stuff figured out, you know, like science. But at the age of 49, Charles becomes Charlotte officially oh. and is allowed to come back to France. They had been exiled for all of this selling of state secrets. Um, and the new French king, who's the uh, husband of Marie Antoinette, sorry, excuse okay. me, Marie Antoinette, um, the new French king allows Charlotte to come back on the condition that she live and dress exclusively as a woman. So uh, this is this ally. Is, <laughs> no, wow. but like this is where it gets interesting because Dayon is actually upset about that because Dayon has been a diplomat, has been a soldier, and oh. Dayon doesn't want to wear corsets and like wear dresses, right? Mm-hmm. They believe that they're a woman, but they want to be a woman in their own way. So that's why I think oh, it's okay. such a it's such a like interesting parallel for modern stories about like womanhood, you know, and all the stupid shit. Like Marie Antoinette is basically a turf and it's like, if you want to oh. be a girl, this is how you be a girl. You wear a dress, oh. you come visit me, you don't read books. You go to dinner. You don't drink wine. Blah 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 blah. You have no so, rights. Okay. People tell exactly. you what to do. But she wasn't. But she wasn't that kind of girl. So she wasn't cool with it. Dayon had lived this yeah. like amazing life. So they're like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm a soldier, bitch. So she basically she sort of transitions her gender and then doesn't realize that being a woman in 18th century France is actually uh, the worst thing in the world. A raw oh. deal. God, how poetic! You finally find your true self, and look what happens. Exactly. It's kind of tragic. And like eventually Dayon gets, you know, imprisoned because she's making too much noise. Also, by the way, like she's a fucking celebrity at this point, you know. A star, I would imagine. When everybody finds out that this like pretty already famous like spy soldier diplomat is suddenly a woman, like Mm -hmm. she's – uh, she's an international celebrity from America to Australia, wow. you know? So wow. everybody knows about Dayon. So it's fascinating. It's like 250 years ago, this extremely public transitioning of gender happens, but she has to do it in this way where she basically claims that she was born a woman and then concocts mm. a sort of life story that makes sense with that. Um, Interesting. 
And the last hurrah, it's a, just a little button to the story, is that eventually the French Revolution happens, right? And Dayon is thankfully out because Dayon was an aristocrat, so not good to be an aristocrat when a, re- when a revolution's going on. Yeah, and okay. Dayon is safely in London at that point. And all of the money that had been paid to Dayon as a spy, as a diplomat, immediately ceases to flow in, right? Because the oh. king and queen are their their whole regime is toppled. So Dayon has to work some tricks now. And she has always been an excellent swordswoman. And so she <gasps> takes to performing in drag effectively in women's clothes these big fencing matches on London's oh. and the UK's biggest stages. And she oh fights God. like mega people fights. You know, she's in matches with these like mega people. She has she performs for the royal family in England. Like she actually makes quite a tidy little living um, sword fighting on stage and becomes the most famous swordswoman in all the world. So, And Bash, would you say that it's true that one of those people she defeated was fastest girl in Connecticut, Chelsea Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> Did she lose to her too? Slices her to ribbons, darling. <laughs> okay, but wait. This is my question after hearing all of this because I'm obsessed with this character, this person who allegedly existed in time. Uh-huh. Who would play her, Bash? Who would you cast to play this role? No. (laughs) Really? Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I'm absolutely kidding. She doesn't deserve her. Um, Do you know what? I haven't even thought about this. Oh, no, wait. I've got it. What about Glenn Close? Glenn Close could pull this off. Okay. Like, Glenn Close would full Albert Knobs part two. Yes. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm thinking. Do drag. Glenn Close has proven herself. Yeah, she okay. did Albert Knobs, okay. that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Where she looked yeah. like a man. Yeah. Right. So it, she would have to do that for the first half of the movie and then transition mm. to being a man who's a woman in the second half of the A woman who's a man so who's a woman. So you're against casting trans actors and trans roles. <laughs> Listeners, you heard it here first. Bash. Paris, I want the film to succeed, so I'm looking for a big name. All so right? Glenn Close <laughs> is the choice? <laughs> It'll succeed, but it won't win any Oscars. Okay, no. True, 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 true. It's going to get nominated for a lot, but yet again, it's yeah. going to be Glenn Close, but no Oscar. I think this needs to be a movie, and it would be an amazing movie. Bash, if you could write it into a no. screenplay and um, get it made and produced. Have they not made a movie of this? Honey, I'm working on it. Honey, I'm working on it. It's in my notes app, okay? So that must be real. Well, Bash, I'm willing to put myself on tape. <laughs> For any role. And the thing that strikes me is like, just to reiterate, she wants to be her kind of woman, no matter yeah, what, that's, you know? Like, uh, and, and a detail I missed actually is that Marie Antoinette, the turf, gives her her own dressmaker. So this is like the Coco Chanel uh. of 18th century France. She literally gifts it to her. She's like, take all these beautiful silk dresses, corsets, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time, Dayon is like, crying because she doesn't want to live in that version of womanhood. Um, She wants to wear her military uniform. And as a sort of fuck you to Louis and Marie Antoinette, she runs around Paris going to all these fabulous dinner parties, not like shaving her arms, farting all the time, like drinking a Uh, lot. So she acts like a total soldier um, to be like, yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Queen. I love that. And I do love that this was like a time though where they're like, it's not that they're like, oh, now you've transitioned to being like female presenting. Like that's not what's bothering. That's not what's bothering them. It's that like if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right. Right, Mm. right. I think it's so interesting. Like it's not, it's not that's why trans didn't exist in the same way, right? Because it's like or all of these ideas of like gender fluidity didn't exist in the same way, at least in the West, because you were either one or the other. And it's okay for you to switch, actually. Like a lot of people, a lot of women go to war 
as men, for example, um, mm-hmm. people do play with gender, but it's like you got to be either or, and you have to you have to abide by those rules. Yeah. Um, so thank God we've evolved. But also at the same time, I'm kind of like. I would have been the queen back then that have been like, yes, Marie Antoinette, I will take all of this free shit and live my life as a trans femme queen. But that's also really important to note that like not all trans women are like that, you know? It's like, yeah. And that's obviously what confuses people. But the more we educate and share stories like this, the better informed people are. And then the more comfortable they can be when they see something that isn't necessarily what they might expect to see. Yeah. And Dayon basically thought she was a woman. Like, that's it. You know, that which is the same thing as um, as as modern transgenderism, where it's like, this is what you feel inside. Like, that's it. Um, But she had her own definition of of what being a woman was. And oh, my God, I forgot what I was going to say. So, you know what? Let's just were you going to. okay? because I feel like maybe you were going to say about how, like, you can identify as a trans woman, but I'm also like butch. Or, like, yeah. I identify as a trans woman, but I'm still attracted to women, so I'm a lesbian. I feel like that always throws people off, where they're like, wait, what? And, like, people's yeah. brains break. But it's like, oh, no, you can re- also just be gay. I remember and what trans. I was going to say. Th- okay, it wasn't th- that. There's that, but it's also just the fact that she's like, um, you know, oh, my God, it keeps leaving me. Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> that thought is such a tease. Like, <gasps> God damn it. I'm edging. I'm edging. I know. <laughs> you just psychologically edged yourself. <laughs> My ear's about to squirt. <laughs> okay, I hate myself. Damn it. We'll All come right. back to it in the um, next segment after this quick message from our sponsors. Wait, you remember? Oh, then we don't have to, yeah. to break. Go ahead, Bash. Wait, okay. No, so what I was going to say is that Dayon believes that she's a woman, like, inside, right? So, And that is, like, the same thing as modern transgenderism, where it's, like, it's an it's an inner feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to do, actually, with how you present. But, like, right. apparently from what we can tell, like, what you wear, etc. But from what we can tell from Dayon's, like, memoirs and all of that, they basically wanted to transition because they thought that women were, like, spiritually and morally better than men like which i think is so interesting it's just like they they did all of this research about like famous women in history and they were like sorry but women are better and i would like to recast myself as one i would like to join i am the team. always saying this i'm yes. always saying this women are objectively better than men in almost every single conceivable way they should Pretty be ruling much. society they should be the only yeah. ones with the power yeah. uh and i also identify as he she they so not not part of my motivation to join the winning Hell team yeah. of people who are morally <laughs> and spiritually superior yeah am i reincarnated charlotte duvier what's the name D- duvier <laughs> Charlotte Duvet. to Google this later. I'm Googling later. Charlotte Duvet. And then eventually Duvet covers were named after them. (laughs) This is where this all comes from (laughs) because they covered so many facets of society and now Duvet covers so many parts of your bed. True. Duvets are gender fluid. Duvets are non-binary. A thousand percent. (laughs) Duvet them. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Duvet them. Yes. And with that, besties, we're going to take a quick break. Our next story. Next time my company does some sort of hollow pride gesture, remind me not to complain. Twitter user at Colin Elliott shared his company's contribution to Pride, an absolutely unhinged word search. Why would they send something so insane? Paris searches for the answers. Paris? No, Michael, I'm coming up empty. I saw this tweet <laughs> on my timeline this week. It's uh, got 2.4 million views, so I'm not the only one who saw it. Uh, and literally, it's 
just a, a word salad of like queer adjacent words, including supportive words like out, survive, closet, and of course, AIDS. The creator of this puzzle Stop. had to either be straight or AI. And Michael, I, you said this when I said this to you. You were like, I think an AI made this word no, search. I just, and I'm I, like, I, I, I hope an AI. Yeah, like, I, I just AI sincerely made hope some corporate person did not sit there and go, you know what our pride word search is going to include? AIDS closet. You gotta include AIDS. <laughs> They're like spitballing. Like, oh, what are gay words? Oh, AIDS. Spectrum. Survive. They include survive. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one, though, is they. <laughs> they. <laughs> no she, her, them, none of it, just they. Not even a they, them. They include progress. Uh, this this is hysterical. Ally. Ally. <laughs> There's and, a and lot when, in here that's not included, though. Um, for example, I see slit, which is absolutely a gay word. <laughs> I, see, I see bro, also a gay word. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, look, uh, you can see fist right in the bottom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where it belongs. Uh, <laughs> respect. Okay, yeah. I don't I don't know if respect is actually a gay quality. The company initiative to be like, somebody in the HR department had to like print these out and like distribute them or like put them in the break room that, so people could have something to look at at lunch. Like, wh- what? How did we get here? <laughs> Who did this help? Marsha P. Johnson did not fight for this. <laughs> <laughs> As you say that, the first word I see in front of me is cop. Like, somehow that got in there. (laughs) I just, this is just like, can you imagine this is like the wackiest edition of highlights that you ever get? Remember, like, when you were a kid and you're waiting at the doctor's office? Like, highlights. I mean, this would be an amazing thing to be like the first thing you get in your like welcome packet to gay. Like, you come out and they're just like, okay, do the crossword search. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but wait, there's another one that I saw. Uh, from user at TrinMB16. She says, this one came from my company. And it is a bingo. It is a pride bingo. And I really have to say that the audacity to have the center square just say safe space. (laughs) Like, you know how in bingo you get that freebie? It says safe space. (laughs) But like, again, yes, who put this together? Like the first one that I saw on this pride bingo thing is make tie-dye clothing. I mean, so gay. Is that a gay thing? Did I miss this I, phase? I think it might be like a lesbian thing. Oh, maybe. Because, like, I loved making tie dye clothes <laughs> as a kid, but I don't think that's necessarily what made me gay. I think it was my love of Debbie Reynolds' per, uh, performance in The Unsinkable Molly Brown. But I feel like tie dye <laughs> was just a 90s kid thing. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm so sorry. We need to talk about has an LGBTQ plus family member. Like, everyone Ugh. goes out and immediately starts converting their straight families. <laughs> They're like, oh, I think I have a half cousin that might be a little fruity. <laughs> I have an aunt that never six, got married, though, so we're not sure. This is the lowest, lowest minimum minimum that you can do uh, of of the most ineffective, least important things. Yeah, Read a book fact, by an I LGBTQ feel... plus author. Like no one's going to do that. Uh, then to volunteer <laughs> at an LGBTQ plus community center. <laughs> I don't know any gays doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> listen, activism looks different for everyone. Where's the square that says suck a dick? You know? Yeah. <laughs> put Where's your, the square put that your says money your mouth poppers? <laughs> but don't drink it. According to the FDA, they say that's bad. True. It's not an energy drink. We need a, a square that says go on a first date and then move in with them. <laughs> or that's maybe just one need. that's like hate yourself. 
Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Create an entire identity for the first 18 years of your life and then throw it in the trash and start again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. Don't be yourself. Don't be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say fag. <laughs> Besties, let us know what you think about this potentially performative allyship. I think it's shenanigans, but I also think it's hilarious. Uh, let us know what you think at the socialdosepodcast.com. Yeah. And also, if you end up doing this word search and finding it on Twitter, uh, let us know what other sexy little gay words you can find. Yes, like from at two two saints who found anal hidden in there. So, yep. where there's a will, there's a way with anal. Have you ever looked back on the greats of history and thought, this person did too many good things to be of the heterosexual persuasion? Me too, Diva. Well, we have a game to see if your homo hunch was right. A homo hunch? Now I'm just picturing the hunchback of Notre Dame up on the cathedral going, yes, girl! Okay, um... Yes, Paris. We have a little game called Gaze of Yore. In Gaze of Yore, you and I will be given the names of some of the most influential people in history. And then we'll have to guess if they were straight or if they weren't. Bash, as our resident historian, will you do the honors of quizzing our LGBTQI plus expertise? Wow, really swallowed the IA plus there, Michael. Did I? I just slipped into an accent. I'm sorry. (laughs) It happens with me sometimes. No, it's okay. You hate everyone. Um, Of course, I'm so glad to emcee this. So again, I'm going to read the names of these historical figures who are very real, and Uh we'll have to guess what their sexuality is. um, Just based on the name? Based on the name. Is this supposed to be like a name that I recognize? I, you should know, but like given your track record so far, I'm a little bit worried. Okay. For, I just for really hope case. Eleanor Roosevelt is on this list. <laughs> oh, somebody just told me that she was a big les. I was like randomly at a party and they were like, they made a lesbian joke about Eleanor Roosevelt. I was like, was she a lesbian? Yes. Yes. Oh. Famously. We think maybe bi, because I mean, she, or maybe she didn't have to have sex with FDR. No, Who he was definitely, to? he was definitely um, splooshing a lot of women. Um, yeah. I remember that. Oh. So yeah. she probably got in there once or twice. But yeah, no, she dated a journalist for a long time who was a woman. Um, oh, I love Okay, that. back to the game. Stop interrupting yes. me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> gaze of your. All right, we're just okay. going to go rapid fire here. Cool. Michelangelo. Gay. Gay. Absolutely gay. Duh. Yeah. Renaissance painter. Amazing. Gay. Harvey Milk. Oh, gay. <laughs> Wasn't he literally gay in a movie? Yeah, he was literally gay. <laughs> Played okay. by a straight man, but yes. Marie Curie. Lesbian. I'm going to say a little bye. Totally gay. Totally yes. gay. Oh, for radio. Harriet okay. Tubman. Oh, no. <laughs> Harriet Tubman. Wasn't Harriet she, Tubman. Wasn't she straight? I want to say bye. Gay. Paul gay. Revere. Yes. Paul Revere. Gay. We know gay. this one. Gay. Riding a horse quickly, the gayest thing that you can do. Charles oh, Darwin. Yeah. Was Darwin straight. gay? He spent a lot of time on boats with a lot of men. I gotta oh. tell you, I, I gotta tell you, he must have done something gay, like with yeah. men, with animals. Like, there's just something oh. there. We don't <laughs> have the proof. We don't have the proof, but I'm saying gay. Rosa Parks, straight, gay, gay. Helen gay. Keller, gay. Oh, gay. She couldn't really tell, Wait, but gay. Twelve. <gasps> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not, not Helen Keller joke. <laughs> We can absolutely cut that, but I couldn't avoid that. Lord knows what she was trying to say. (laughs) Talk about someone who had agile phalanges. 
I mean, who knew that just saying, like, where are the kumquats could cause orgasms? You know, anyway. <laughs> um, Moses, of the, famously of the Bible. He spread those cheeks. Gay. <laughs> spread, spread those tablets, spread those commandments, spread those cheeks. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Gay. Gay. Absolutely. Anyone who yeah. wears a long black robe is gay. Yeah. Frederick Douglass. Yeah. I'm oh, guessing that, that all of these are just going to be gay. So I'm Gay? I don't think Frederick Douglass was gay, but I want to have sex with him, so we're going to say gay. Gandhi. Mm-hmm. A little gay. Oh, straight. Gandhi was straight. I think I he's know. played with his own hole. But that outfit suggests some kind of gay. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you're not walking with your torso out all the time unless you're on Grinder. He's explored right. his hole in the shower, for sure. <laughs> gay. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Gay. Oh, famously. Lived with his mother until he was in his 30s, only hung out with dudes, <laughs> loved sandals, turned water into wine. That was He was the gayest person ever. And his best friend was a hooker. Turned the other cheek. Right. He has a, yeah. he has a hag who's a hooker. Spread the other cheek. <laughs> yes. Spread everything. the other cheek. Oh, my God. All Paris, you're on fire north. today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, Stalin, first name Joseph. Oh, oh yeah. We've all seen the mustache. man? Gay. He's he's definitely straight, but once again, I would like to fuck him. Um, is he hot too? I need to Google these men. He, as a youth, as a youth, he was pretty hot. Is he dead? Definitely. Oh, he's okay. very. Wait, Stalin's dead? <laughs> you heard it here first. Breaking. Da, 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 Should we? Da, da, we're breaking this story. Stalin's breaking dead. Breaking social media news. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Stalin. Oh, he died in dead. the fifties. Many Oops. years. Okay, ago. that is a thick stash, though. Yeah, I definitely sit on his face. Yeah, he feels like a Russian daddy who probably like, hello, little twink, come sit on my face. (laughs) Or I will put you in Siberia. Yeah, it's Dom Top energy. It definitely Uh, is. I'm here for it. Okay, just so we don't get sued by all of their descendants, um, almost none of those people were gay except for Michelangelo um, and Jesus Christ. No, history is filled with actual gay people. And if you want to learn about them, you can go listen to my podcast. Historical uh, homos. What a great way to get us to our outro bash. It has been so fun having you here. I feel like I've actually learned quite a bit. Wait, say the name of the, the French trans queen that we love. The Chevalier Deon. So Chevalier Deon. Deon. Yeah, D apostrophe E-O-N. That's their title. Mm. Their actual name was like 17 names long because, like I said, aristocracy. Work. Icon. Charlotte. Legend. Star. Those were among the names. Um, thank you so much <laughs> for coming. This has been so fun. Like I said, I feel smarter now than before not as smart as you but i love again the way that you convey what some might see as boring information in a fun (laughs) way that makes it not boring that's what what history needs to do yes and a lot of other people that's true true. your your community is way bigger than my community i think so yeah but you are actively converting and you're doing an amazing job yes Bash, in addition to your podcast, Historical Homos, where can our besties find you online? So please follow us on Instagram at historical.homos. Some little bastard has the Historical Homos handle, and I refuse to deal with his homophobia. So put that little dot in there. Don't forget. You can also follow along with us um, on our website at historicalhomos.com. And yeah, please like, share, subscribe. Get off your ass, like Kim Kardashian says. Nobody wants to subscribe anymore. Um, I, I personally can't wait for the rest of the episodes to come out. Cause like I said, I'm already a massive fan. Uh, cause I'm like, I'm with you with the gay history nerds. Um, but yes, thank you so, so much. This was, I, I like that this was a slightly different episode than we would normally do. And it was so much fun. So thank you so much. 
And besties, thank you for listening. Don't forget to catch up with us on our socials or leave us messages at thesocialdosepodcast.com and they might just make an appearance on an episode. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I need to go find Stalin's grave so I can sit on his face. Oh, God. <laughs> at, at this point, I don't know how comfortable it's going to be for you, Paris. I think that mustache is long gone. Uh, and I, uh, I need to go to the library to check out books on 1900s Russia to see if there are any you know, potential rumors of Stalin being just a little bit gay, because now I also really like this idea. So, happy scrolling, friends. (laughs) Happy scrolling. The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sunny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. (laughs) 